Welcome back to the channel, hockey fans, for another episode of tonight's show, Kraken versus Blackhawks postgame rapid reaction. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday and weekend. Uh, beautiful weather here in the Pacific Northwest or wherever you're tuning in from. Appreciate you guys being here. But the Kraken back to work on a Monday night. They, they go out onto the road again, visiting the Windy City, taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that does not have a great record but has some star power. Already in the making, Connor Bedard trying to provide the city of Chicago with a nice soft landing after a fall from grace a bit and years of dominance winning multiple Stanley Cups. Also a familiar face, Ryan Donato, uh, one of the Kraken favorites early on in their franchise history, making a big difference for the Blackhawks this season so far. But the big news this morning, early on on Monday, Corey Perry released and uh, on unconditional waivers, the intention to terminate his contract. Initial indications are that his career is probably over. No details at all provided, but there was clarification that some of the internet rumors uh, going around crazy all over on X.com and other outlets were wildly untrue, quote unquote. Uh, they were frankly disgusting. Uh, I'm not sure how that helps clear up speculation. And this isn't exactly an organization that has earned uh, the public trust, uh, but here we are, and Corey Perry now gone due to inappropriate conduct. So take it as you will. Uh, I would love to hear you guys' thoughts in the comments. And if you're a hockey fan, unless you've been living under a rock for the last few years, uh, you should know that the Blackhawks organization has been a bit of a mess to say the least, all sorts of controversy and alleged cover-ups, allegations that there were efforts to uh, sweep the misconduct against Kyle Beach under the rug, multiple star players moved on, and organizational fixtures uh, were removed. So let's hear from you guys about that. I know how I feel about it, but I don't want to go on too long about it uh, because I want to recap the game tonight and tell you guys what I thought I saw from the Kraken in this evening's contest uh, but the latest saga involving a mysterious personnel matter against Corey Perry, who knows? This is just kind of the NHL that we are living with and have come to expect pretty much uh, the bottom of the barrel when it comes to doing things the right way a lot of the time, it feels like. But, uh, I mean, we can't even figure out what goalie interference is a lot of the time, for God's sake. But, okay, so anyways, I just I wanted to put that out there because I feel like we can't really trust this league and some of these teams to handle things the right way. I feel like maybe Chicago tried to handle this the right way, but no details provided. It just feels a little bit uh, disingenuous to me. But I think there's work to be done no matter what. That's what I'm trying to say. But let's refocus just a little bit here uh, as we get into the game recap. Going to talk about things, see how it went against the Blackhawks for the crack in Seattle. Maybe a little bit of the you know, chip on the shoulder syndrome after getting worked by the Canucks on Black Friday. Had a few days off, uh, but they lost 5-1 to one at home against the Canucks. Unfortunately, again, they fail to ring the bell, falling short of expectations in another inconsistent loss tonight, uh, falling behind by two twice in the same contest. It's super frustrating, uh, but we're going to talk about it on tonight's episode and get a few things off of the chest a little bit. I'd love to hear from you guys as we go through this episode tonight. My name is Mike here with Sasquatch NHL, and it's great to have you guys along for this episode. Let's recap what we saw between the Kraken and the Blackhawks tonight. going to break everything down, and I asked you guys over on X.com to share your thoughts, your rants, anything you were thinking about, uh, and we're going to do that in just a minute here. We're going to read through a few of those, but thank you guys for tuning in. It's always a great honor to be a part of your content rotation. 
part of your Kraken post-game routine. Uh, maybe if you're watching in the morning, leave a comment. If you're late to the party, I'd love to know what you're thinking about last night's game, or maybe what are you thinking about as we go into the future with this team? I, I wasn't pleased with what I saw last night, uh, but would love to hear from you guys. So subscribe, turn on alerts, hit that like button. Definitely helps the channel here at Sasquatch NHL, and I do appreciate your guys' support. So for this episode, going to recap what I saw through the game tell the story a little bit, set up things coming into the evening, look at the Kraken roster, the stats, three stars, and a little bit of a look ahead at the schedule. And also the standings, uh, you know, it's still early, but we're right there in the mix of things. And of course, try to interact with you guys in the comments as we go. So please, let's hear your thoughts on tonight's game. And let me know where you're tuning in from. I'd love to hear from you guys in the roll call tonight. The question I'm asking over on X.com and also here on YouTube, do you think Ron Francis regrets letting Ryan Donato walk into free agency this past summer? Uh, we've got that poll result. I'm going to show that in just a second as well. But would love to hear from you guys. Uh, definitely some thoughts on that that you shared uh, over on X.com. But please let me know here on YouTube as well uh, as we go. So let's set things up just a little bit. Blackhawks really benefiting, like I said, from their brand new star player, Connor Bedard uh, picked up in the 2023 draft, already 10 goals, 7 assists, and the likely Calder candidate trophy winner at this point. I don't know who else is going to beat him out for that, but Chicago, you know, lots of issues on and off the ice for that organization. The Kraken consistently inconsistent is what I posted. I'm going to keep saying that. That's where they've been for a while now. Very meh very mediocre. It's been pretty dang frustrating as a Kraken fan here in season three. Expectations got, you know, cranked up just a little bit after that playoff push uh, last season. The roster turned over a bit in the bottom six. They just can't seem to put things together so far this season. And you start to wonder what is the next card that Ron Francis will play to energize this team. Okay, so let's get into a few of your thoughts from tonight's game. A couple of comments here as we get into the video tonight. Uh, the first one was from my friend Alicia Crank. Of course, she gets the first goal guess right on the game day prediction threads over on x.com, and I didn't do a live stream. Boo! Is what Alicia's saying, so I'm so sorry. I wasn't able to go live tonight. Too much going on, uh, but that's where I'm at. So plus one to our friend Alicia out there. Great job picking the first goal tonight, uh, and everybody, thanks for participating in that. It's a lot of fun to do it. Carol's Dark Sarcasm says, so damn frustrating. And that was one of those games that, you know, you claw back and you think they're going to figure things out and turn the page, but they don't. Uh, super frustrating. I know I've used that word uh, probably a thousand times on the live streams and videos this year already. Uh, I just don't know how else to describe it. That's the best word to use. Frustrating. The next one here uh, from at the Northwest Chica saying, this is starting to get just sad, fam. And we're all kind of feeling this way, a little bit bummed out. I think there's still bright things on the future here. You know, we've got a young squad, a lot of great young players that are going to build uh, towards the future of this franchise. But yeah, it's been a little bit frustrating here in the early going. Next comment here from Shiny Stuff uh, saying, you know what, Sasquatch NHL helped me realize it's still cool to see the green grow, here's the thing, win or lose. And Shiny Stuff does this over on X.com. He fills out every time a goal is scored by a Kraken player, he adds a check mark, green check mark. I love doing the green check marks here during the playoffs as well. So great job, Shiny Stuff. Let's keep it going, keep the positive vibes, uh, even though it was a frustrating night for the Kraken. 
Okay, so I also posted that poll over on X.com tonight saying, is Ron Francis regretting the decision to let Ryan Donato walk into free agency last summer? So the results, at least at the time I captured this, were 64% saying yes, he's going to regret it, or he is regretting it. 36% saying no. That was 137 votes uh, Davy Jones Locker Room, thank you for uh, replying to this one. Uh, great account over there. If you don't follow that account, please do. They do great stuff over there. Great content. Says Donato at $2 million uh, for two years is a lot. I don't think that's a good contract for Seattle. And I kind of responded there saying, yeah, definitely agree on that. I didn't think economically it would make a lot of sense for Seattle, but we're kind of seeing the results uh, you know, chemistry-wise, maybe just a little bit. And also, uh, Ryan Donato, you can move him around, right? He was very much a utility journeyman type player, kind of trying to find a home, and it felt like Seattle was a home for him, uh, but it just didn't work out. So those are my thoughts on Ryan Donato. I do miss him a lot. I feel like he would definitely help the Kraken this year as far as, you know, filling in where all the injuries are happening. But that's where we're at. Some more responses to that poll. Uh, Chris Dregan, at Chris Dregan, saying Donato, Sprong, and Geeky all gone at once is a big hit to team chemistry. So that kind of echoes what I was just saying. I I feel like it it was a big churn. Donato and Sprong, you know, they definitely brought a whole different level to the mix. Sprong, more of a shooter offensive player. Not great defensively, but Donato's a guy you can move around all over the place. Uh, And Geeky, you know, he had that... Those moments, I, I didn't really love, uh, you know, he could be a little bit con- inconsistent as well, but Geeky had those flashes, those moments of brilliance, and, and a young guy, so uh, it's definitely a different feel to the bottom six this year for the Kraken. Gordy Armstrong from Alaska, what's up Gordy, thanks for weighing in, says, there's a contract out there playing for us that I'm wondering if he regrets more. Uh, I think that you're talking about Grubauer, that seems to be the general sentiment tonight, People not too thrilled with Grubauer's game in net. Uh, and yeah, $5.9 million, that's a lot for a goalie that hasn't put up great numbers consistently, but he def- definitely you know, has his flashes as well. Big reason that we made it to where we did in the playoffs last spring. Tyler LaCroix also weighed in saying he's regretting his decision to sign Grubauer a few summers ago. So kind of that same sentiment. Big contract. Hasn't really come through. Uh, at moments during the regular season, but also powered us, remember, like I just said, powered us to that playoff push in the spring. So let's see how things materialize a little bit with Drew. Give him a little time, get his legs under him here. Uh, But Joey Decord, you know, maybe we ride him a little bit harder here as we go into this season. Let's go to the next comment here that popped up, says, uh, yes, this is just a simple yes from Seattle Kraken GM answering that question. Does Ron Francis regret letting Ryan Donato walk? The next one from Kraken Brew Badger saying Ron Francis is regretting letting Vince Dunn drag it out until July 22nd and handcuffing his offseason cap space. Uh, so you know, this is debatable. You know, maybe it's more on the player than the GM. Uh, you never know exactly what's going down during contract talks. And this was a big signing. You know, you want to lock up Vince Dunn. Could be a cornerstone in the franchise uh, and and maybe a little bit more important than a guy like Ryan Donato. Uh, So I don't really know. And I don't think anybody knows all the details on the timing of that. Uh, So let's not speculate. Uh, But next one is from Savage saying, pretty sure he's regretting every decision this summer besides Joey Decord. I don't know about that. But at RW Savage... Uh, thanks for weighing in. I do appreciate the comments. 
Uh, here's the next one saying, and I, I like this one, a little more positive saying, nah, I'm sure he doesn't live life looking through the rear view mirror when there is a big windshield in your view. And I like this sentiment. It kind of goes along with, uh, you know, the positive vibes. Try to bring it here on the channel. I feel like the Kraken have a really bright future. Let's not get too hung up in some of these, you know, these early franchise decision and decisions and contracts that I feel like had to be made to kind of solidify things and have some cornerstones as you build a franchise. So Matty Beneers, all right? You've got Ty Cartier. You've got all sorts of talent that's kind of up and coming. Uh, and Coachella Valley, you've got, you know, just a blossoming roster down there, and they're doing really well. So let's just give it a little bit of time. Let's be patient. We're still in the mix. We're still in a wild card spot here in Season 3 of a franchise. Okay, so let's look at the roster. Some more churn with injuries happening. We're still waiting for Burakovsky to get healthy. Uh, he is skating in a red non-contact jersey, so that's really good news. Tanev traveling with the team despite the massive collision there where he appeared to you know, re-injure his knee or lower body or leg again, uh, but he's traveling with the team, so that's encouraging. you got to figure... If he was going to be out long term, he wouldn't be traveling with the team. So, that, you know, just something to consider right there. Podorowski and Studenich, the current call ups from Coachella Valley. Some confusion uh, this morning about Bjorki, whether he was good to go or not. Uh, maybe had a setback, but it, you know, who knows? Uh, wouldn't it be nice, like I said, to have Ryan Donato to kind of fill in for some of these un. Uh, expected situations, that classic utility player you can move around the lineup. Uh, but, you know, and again, Jaden Schwartz tonight, another injury left the game, didn't return, lower body injury, so that's not great. Uh, so we might see a different lineup here for the next game against Toronto. Okay, so that's a look at the roster for the Kraken tonight. Let's get into the game recap, talk about the goals, and tell the story just a little bit of how I saw things go down between the Blackhawks and Kraken tonight in Chicago. Uh, Grubauer starts for Seattle. Mrazek starts for the Blackhawks. The Kraken, I thought, early on in this one were buzzing around pretty good in the Blackhawks zone early. A lot of back and forth started happening. We had Seth Jones pull down Matty Beneers early, uh, so the Kraken get a power play. First on in this one, and the power play was not good tonight. 0 for 5 overall. Uh, and on this one, they couldn't get anything going immediately after that power play. The Blackhawks keep the pressure coming. They break through on this. Seth Jones, a big shot from the point. Donato has that nice screen right in front there. A really big rebound from Grubauer. Uh, and it bounces over to Kachuk right on his stick. Not Kachuk, Kachuk. And he puts it in, so it's 1-0 Chicago just moments later, Blackhawks, another tally. Phillips this time goes point to point, a one-timer from the blue line. Holy cow, Dickinson, a huge shot. Blackhawks grab a 2 to nothing lead halfway through the first period. And that's when I started joking over on X.com. I said, I got, uh, we got them right where we want them, hoping for that reverse jinx on the two-goal lead. As Kraken fans know that two-goal leads have not been kind to Seattle this year, but it appeared to work for just a little bit. Matty Beneers scores the Kraken opener, cuts the Blackhawks' lead early to one. Matty's fourth of the season, so great job, Matty Beneers. Now we go 36 seconds left in the first period. Kraken gets set up after a Blackhawks turnover at center ice. Larson sends a stretch pass up the wall. Alex Winberg just weaving around, takes it, walks it, hesitates, waits just long enough to get Mrazic off balance. 
He scores. It's a tie game. <laughs> and Grubauer, probably his best play of the first period, he gets an assist on the Winberg goal. So great job, Grub, on the assist. We go to the second period. Uh, and the good times for the Kraken go goodbye quickly, unfortunately. Just four minutes into that frame, Blackhawks grab the puck in the neutral zone. They enter. Radish passes over to Tyler Johnson. A little bit of a loose gap there from Alexiak, I thought, just my opinion. Uh, not exactly sure what he's guarding. He's shading you know, into the slot more than pressing up to Tyler Johnson or even the guy that was coming you know, middle ice there, just in between, way too far in between. Not a great goal here by Gru either. Uh, he didn't make it across his crease clean and get squared up on a very normal playable angle i thought just he kind of turkey jerked over to the left side of his crease crease sorry and he lurched up at the puck as he tried to save it off balance something not right going on there uh probably about as awkward as i just described it is how it looked but tyler johnson you know good quality wrister there beats grubauer and that makes it three to two chicago i didn't like anything about that sequence and then it gets worse Cracking flat-footed, chasing, losing track of players in their own end. Uh, and Anderson, a wraparound with the puck. It finds Entwistle's stick, and he has an easy goal into a gaping net. Grew was hugging the post there on the wraparound, and, you know, it just no chance there to save that other shot as it bounced across. And that's really not the response you want from Seattle after you claw back. You score two goals to tie the game. And then you completely disappear again. I've said it a couple of times, but this team consistently inconsistent. And that's going to equal mediocre results. Uh, and tonight was no exception. It keeps happening. We go late. Second period, Kraken decide, okay, well, we're down by two again. Guess we may as well try to play some offense. Uh, so they start cranking things up a little bit. A flurry of chances just under five minutes to go. In the second period, but none of them break through Mrazek. He was solid uh, at the end of the second period for the Blackhawks, and they clean things up. So we move to the third period, and Mrazek continued flashing his glove a few times. A little bit too easy for him, I thought. Not enough chaos or significant traffic in front of the net. It felt like a lot of low-danger shot quality from Seattle. Shots were 30-25, to 25, though, at this point in the third period. Maybe a good example of quantity versus quality, and the quality just wasn't there for Seattle tonight. But just as I start getting into my thoughts about how depressing this game was going, the kid, Ty Karche, comes through with a really big goal about 13 minutes left in the third, cuts the Blackhawks' lead to one. So it's three to four, and an incredible pass by Matty Beniers on this one to set things up. So Matty, a great game, you know, easily could have been in the, in the three stars, in my opinion. One goal, one assist. Uh, but then the Kraken, they step on their own feet again, kill their momentum. They take another penalty at a bad time, so they go shorthanded. Uh, they do escape danger, but you, it just kills your game flow when you do this. You cannot take penalties when you're behind in the third period. Gotta quit doing that. They do get a power play late. Chicago takes another penalty. Uh, so that turns into a five-on-three. No shots taken during the five-on-three. That's extremely disappointing. That's a you know a really key moment 
if you're a Kraken fan uh, or, you know, a Kraken player, you've got to take advantage of that, and they just don't. Uh, so let's be honest, the power play, not impressive tonight for all the moments that it's been okay this year. Tonight, it was not. Uh, and unfortunately, the Kraken have a two-game losing streak now and another tough matchup coming on Thursday versus Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So get ready for that, you guys. It's not going to be easy, uh, and things <laughs> feel like... It feels like we're on an uphill battle constantly this season, and that's the way it's going to be when you're kind of middle standings, mediocre play, uh, trying to find some footing, inconsistent, not scoring enough goals, uh, not breaking through on the power play in games like this. Uh, It just continues to be a theme for the Kraken, and at some point you got to wonder, is something going to change, or are they going to find that next gear, or is it going to continue to be a lot up and down this season? I guess we're we're going to have to wait to find out. Feel like some of the key takeaways from the game tonight, the neutral zone, it was kind of all over the place. I feel like when the Kraken can control the neutral zone and get their forecheck activated and effective, that's when they're at their best and really dialed in. I feel like they activated their defense, uh, you know, maybe a little too soon at times this evening, uh, but you got to take control and be careful with the puck and make your power play opportunities count. Uh, They just can't seem to get out of their own way. I didn't feel like Grubauer was very good tonight, and the defense didn't really help him out at times. But yeah, the power play, 0 for 5, not a factor at all. And it could have been the difference in this game. Okay, so let's look at tonight's game stats real quick. Shots on goal, 36 for Seattle. And like I said, you know, maybe this is more of a story of uh, quantity versus quality, because I feel like the quality was not there tonight. Only 23 shots for the Blackhawks, and they score four goals. So that's not good. Faceoffs, 50-50. And I do like seeing that metric for Seattle be a little bit better uh, through most of the games this season. It didn't start so great, but it feels like over the last couple of weeks, it's been pretty good. Power play, neither team broke through, but the Kraken, you know, I, I feel like they had the more significant uh, opportunities on the power play and it could have been a huge difference for them and it just didn't end up being so a block shots 23 block shots for Chicago let's look at the shots by period game flow uh, you know kind of indicative here 14 shots for Seattle in the first not too bad uh, but 10 12 uh, so again I don't feel like the shots by period really tells the story tonight because there's a lot of other details there that we talked about during the breakdown. So this one is a little bit deceiving. If you look at the shot quantity versus quality, uh, not the result that you would expect for Seattle. Let's look at the three stars real quick here. Uh, first star for Chicago, Anderson, uh, and he was great throughout the night. Two assists, Entwistle had that one goal, and that was a big one after the wraparound there uh, came over to his stick and he put it in. And Peter Razik, three goals against 33 saves. That's a 917 save percentage. Wow. All Blackhawks and the three stars. Not my favorite thing to see. Let's look at the standings as we wrap things up a little bit. All is not lost, you guys. The Kraken are still kind of okay. But that's kind of how they've played this year. Kind of okay. We need to be a little more consistent. I keep saying it. I'm going to consistently keep saying that the Kraken need to be more consistent. Maybe I will manifest that into existence. Right there, neck and neck with the Calgary Flames. The next team up, though, the Los Angeles Kings at 29 points. So you see that gap 
continue to grow. The Kings 13-3 and three with three overtime losses in the shootout or overtime. Uh, so some really impressive records up top in the Pacific. But that middle ground, kind of interesting to see what's going to develop there. The schedule, just a quick look ahead here. We've got the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday. That's a 4 p.m. start time here out on the West Coast. And then off to Ottawa, up to Montreal, and then finally back home on December 7th. That kicks off a pretty long homestand against the Devils back at Climate Pledge Arena. Hopefully the Kraken can defend the deep when they come home in December. We'll see what happens. Anyhow, thank you guys for being a part of this episode tonight. It's great to have you guys along again, Toronto, on Thursday. That's 4 p.m. start time here on the West Coast. But really glad to have you guys along for this episode, watching on YouTube, maybe listening on your favorite podcast app. Publish this one over uh, on the audio platforms as well. So just a reminder, uh, be sure to hit that like button for me before you go tonight and turn on alerts, subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already or over on your favorite podcast app. Going to try to put more of these over there as well. So keep up with me over on x.com. In the meantime, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. Hopefully we'll catch up with you guys next time after a win for the Kraken. But yeah. Anyways, have a good night. We'll talk to you guys soon right here at Sasquatch NHL, signing out for the evening. Have a good one.